Let me give some shout outs to uh my boy Brandon Smith. Uh he's he's no longer and you know you know Coach Smith. He's he's no longer coaching anymore. Uh but man he, he, he put me he put me on. Uh Coach Andy Carell put put me on uh at Eastern New Mexico. Uh Coach Jeff Evans put me on the Pilot Arrow. Uh Coach Brian Hewlett Springtown gave me my first head job. Uh, Coach Keelan Kincaid that will known to hire me from Springtown. And then here, uh, you know, Coach Seth Parks, uh, Seth Parr, uh, Mike Meeks, uh, Jim Garfield. You know Coach Garfield used to be at, uh, at Ryder in Wichita Falls. Thank you for listening to the Off-Season Prep Podcast. This podcast will be going into the minds of coaches and athletes as they sit down and talk about how they unwind from their previous season and how they prepare for their upcoming in-season. Sit back and take a listen as Coach Aaron dives in deep with your fellow coaches and athletes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out our social media pages located in the show notes below. Now, please enjoy this week's episode. Hey, first of all, Coach, let me start out right by saying congratulations on becoming the new head basketball Appreciate coach over it, there at Lubbock Carnado. Hey, yeah. man, how's the team looking? You know, uh, you know, you and I, we were just talking off the air a little bit. Um, had our first scrimmage, and, and, and I, I, I didn't think we looked too well, to be honest with you. You know, deer in headlights uh, concept, but um, you know that's kind of to be expected when when you got a lot of younger guys. We got we got some young guys, got some sophomores um, that have never seen this pace before, that have never been on a team um, quite this good before. Um, and it's going to be some struggles, you know, it's going to be some growing pains. Um, but, but we scrimmaged the second week, um, week two of our scrimmages and man, we look, we look a whole lot better. Absolutely, man. So, Hey, tell the people who don't know who coach Mims is, man, just tell them a little bit about yourself, coach. Born and raised in Amarillo, um, graduated from, uh, Amarillo Paladero. Um, you know, I was a three sport athlete. Uh, not not great at, at any of them, but but I was decent at all three of them. Uh, played basketball, football, and ran a little track. Um, and I was blessed enough, Aaron, to to go play football uh, on, on a collegiate scholarship at Eastern New Mexico University, small D two in the eastern part of uh, New Mexico. Man, um, and, and start coaching ever since then. Uh, man, passionate, passionate about coaching, man. Um, got three beautiful boys, a beautiful wife, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. Man, I wear a lot of hats, man. But, but I wouldn't trade any of them or put any of them down, man, because that's, that's what makes me who I am. Absolutely, man. And a, and a great coach, a great teacher, you know, an awesome husband, awesome father you are, man. And let me tell you something, yeah. dog. You are somebody I look up to, and you are somebody, man, that I see from a distance, and I'm like, dang, like, Ernest doing that? Like, dang, he taking his kids and doing this. Yeah. He t- he treating his wife out doing this. Yeah. And it's like, man, I got to step my game up a little bit over here, man. So, <laughs> so man. Yeah. You, you know, you, you say that um, um, do, doing a lot of things. You know, everywhere I go, I, I want to try to do something that that the previous coach didn't do, right? You know, so so when I got to Springtown, which is my first head job, uh, one of the first things I did there was take them to the the OU team camp, um, right? And so uh, that's something they've never done before. And OU um, is a team camp where literally teams from all over the country 
come together and you just you just play a lot of games. Of course we can't as high school coaches, we can't coach it. Um, but we get to evaluate, especially coming in, you, you, you get to see guys guys play. And then also that year, um, the Dallas Mavericks does a thing where it's called uh, Court of Dreams, where uh, you can play the actual game on the Dallas Mavericks court. And so we was able to get that done, man. So I'm always looking um, to, to do new things, to do big things, man, and just really keep the fun in, in athletics and keep these kids looking forward uh, keep the kids looking forward um, to to doing something fresh, man, and just bringing fresh ideas wherever I go. That's the key. That's the key, man. It keeps guys wanting to play for you. Yeah, that's awesome, dog. Okay, okay. So let's tap into this thing, man. The whole purpose of this podcast and everything, man, is to go behind the scenes and to talk to these coaches and players, man, and figure out what their offseason preparation is, to figure out what they do during the offseason, and just kind of go beyond the whistles and the polo, like I said in the first little introduction episode. Coach, give give me that what's your welcome to coaches moment. Man, people love hearing stories from me. If you know me, I'm always giving stories. I'm always talking about uh, this player and that player, and I'm always talking about what I did over here and what I'm doing over here. So I want to know from you, what's that welcome to coaches moment for you, man, where you were like, yeah, yeah, this is real. Yeah, I'm a high school head coach. Uh, I'll tell you this. Um at Springtown, and I go back there because that was my first taste of being a head coach, right? Um, it's really humbling when you're the head guy and you're not successful early. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, as as, as a young coach, you kind of you kind of feel yourself a little bit. You know, think think you know. And in my first year, so I, I want to tell uh, you know everybody that's listening. You know, my first year, bro, we went eight and 21 you know and i can tell you this i can tell you this i i remember literally losing game after game after game after game sitting in my office like crying because i'm so passionate and so competitive and i want to win every game and i was just second guessing everything that i felt i was doing right uh because we weren't winning games and and that was really my welcome to coaching moment um, when I was not being successful early as a head coach. Um, but, but, but it kept me hungry, right? It kept me, it kept me wanting to study. It kept me wanting to go to clinics. It kept me wanting to call my, my advisors that are older than me and help point me in the right direction and, and listen to them tell me, Hey, you're going to struggle. You know, you hear people all the time say new coaches, they come in, they need a few years. But, you know, this society, you know, nobody wants to hear that. We, we want to win now. You know what I mean? You know, we want, to, we, we want to win now. We don't want to wait two or three years. But truth be told, you know, my advice to, to younger coaches and new coaches, man, sometimes that's, that's true. Sometimes you come in and you do got to build before, before you can win. You, you do got to lose before you can win. And then, you know, it sucks, uh, but that's, that's reality, man. Yeah, yeah, and let the people know though. Let the people know that was your first year at Springtown. Yeah, now yeah. you are now, hey. um, a coach of the year. Now you you just won coach of the year in the district that you were in, and you actually moved up from a a two A or three A school to a a five A school man in Lubbock. So let the people know that that was back then. Yeah, that, that was my first year at Springtown. We went eight and twenty one. Um, 
And then the second year, though, we went from, from eight wins to, to 16 wins. So we, we were able to double our win total. And we, we played uh, Kennedale, but at that time was a powerhouse in that in that district, football, basketball, man, and track. Um, and we took them to overtime, and that's something that nobody's done. Um, and should have won that game, but we lost it at the free throw line. Um, and so, man, we made we made some strides there, big time. And then, you know, of course, as you talked about, you know, went to went to Winona, and uh, the year before I got there, they were two and two and twenty five. You know, people thought I was crazy. Aaron, people thought I was crazy for taking that job. You know, they thought it was career suicide, and they were they were two and twenty five. Um, but <laughs> in one year, man, we 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 won eighteen games and we made the playoffs. And man, we we turned they we turned things around in, in one year, which helped me get this job here. I uh, love a Coronado, man, and we're, and we're trying to do the same thing here. You finished the season. You've had your season, man. Y'all, y'all either uh, met the expectations or you didn't meet the expectations. Now it, it's it's your time. It's family time. It is time for Coach Mill to just unwind. How do you unwind? What do you do to just go? Ah, the season is over. Now what? Well, one of the things one of the things we do is because I'm not being fortunate enough yet. Uh, and, I, and I do say yet to make the state tournament. So I take my wife, man. My wife loves – she loves basketball. She loves going to the state tournament. So I, I, I make the state tournament, you know, like a mini vacation. That's that's the first thing we do. Okay. Uh, we, we get our tickets. We go to the state tournament. Uh, it's been San, San Antonio lately. We've got San Antonio uh, family. And so, man, we hang out on the river wall, just my wife and I. Um, and, and, and we hang out and we kick it and uh, we go watch basketball games. So that's that's one of the things we do. Um, and, and then my, my birthday's in May, so my wife and I, we also try to go on, on another mini vacation. Um, and, and so you hit it, man. You know, basketball's over um, because before basketball and during the season, man, you know, we're, we're always, you know, I got, I got freshman tournament, I got freshman games, uh, JV, games and my own varsity games and then I got I've got three feeder schools so I'm at I'm at all my feeder schools and and we we go watch our feeders play on Thursday nights and our game on Tuesday Friday nights and then we're on a road here and there you know in the off season man I really try to dedicate as much as my time to to my family as oh possible. yeah oh yeah absolutely man what's your favorite vacation spot man it's been Fort Lauderdale you know when when, when Tasha and I got married that was that was we we spent ten days out there, uh, in, in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we 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 have plans on our ten year to to go back. You know we've been married eight years, so in two years, man, we we going back to uh, to Fort Lauderdale uh, to spend ten more days. But but so far that's been my that's been our spot. What's your last vacation spot? Where where have Coach Mills been in the last couple of years or months? Ah, where, where have we gone, man? You you want to know something? We we haven't been able to vacate because we've been moving uh, for the last three four years, man. We've we we we've been moving, uh, or we've had our son. You know, our our son's gonna be two um, in in some months, but uh, we we've either been, we've either been pregnant or or we've been moving. Talk about that moving part, though. Talk about that moving, man. Um, uh, how's hey, that transition what, been? Man, and, and, and you want me to be real, right? Yeah, I want you to be real. How's that transition man, been? This, the move from East Texas 
to West Texas was so expensive. <laughs> we, we we got the love of we got the love of we look at that nigga Kelly and get out of this. You know what I'm saying? We got the love of it. We was eating like uh, 99 cent uh, chicken nuggets, meat chicken sandwiches, 89 cent corn dogs. Hey, that's real, <laughs> you know? man. So moving is expensive, man. I told my wife, I said, hey. We lose a drop. We we gonna be in Lubbock for a while. We we ain't going nowhere. We are gonna try to buy a house here in a few years. You know, my mom's still in Amarillo, so we we can go down the street and see her. She can come up and see the grandkids. Um, but but all, all jokes aside, man, um, moving around ha- has its pros and its cons. You know, you get to start over. It's it's not like a fresh start. You know what I mean? Um, but but I'm ready. I'm ready to stop having those fresh starts and and to keep building towards you know, my, my personal goals and where I want to be when I finish coaching. Yeah, man. Hey, not saying anything about the other schools you've been at, man. Uh, I've only seen from a distance and for what I've seen facility wise, uh, the fans and everything, man, they've been great, but I'm telling you right now, man, Lubbock got some great athletes yeah. there, man. They really do. They got some good ball players and man, I think you're going to oh, do yeah, no man, doubt. really good dog. I mean, I'm not trying to pump you up and I'm not trying to put no pressure on you no or doubt. any of that, hey. but Man, Let me say this. It's going you know, to be there we, for you. I, I did an interview today with uh, one of our local, shout out to Hub City Threats, Randy Rosetta. Uh, we did an interview today, and, and that's what he said, you know. Uh, Little Coronado's made the playoffs for 10 straight years. And, and I know that. And, and I was told, you know, coming in, you know, hey, we, we expect you to win. And I expect to win, you know. No excuse. We've got, we've got uh, a brand-new group. They graduated ten guys last year, and these guys these guys could play. A few of them are playing in in JUCOs, um, and and these guys last year that they had were were really good. They won twenty two games last year, made the playoffs, uh, went to the first round, got knocked out in the first round, but but they were knocking on the door to go to the second round and and possibly push beyond that. You know, you make the playoffs, who knows? You know, and so graduating ten. Um, it's tough, it's, it's rough, you know, because you get a group with no varsity experience. And so it's my job to to um, to expedite time and, and minimize excuses and come in and get a job done. Hey, when was the last time you played competitive basketball? We played a lot in Winona, man, and I, I was feeling good. I was shooting the ball well. You know, I was getting to the rim whenever I wanted to, uh, you know, and I saw my, my athletic director, at Winona, uh, slightly before I left, tears Achilles, mm. and it, it scared me, man. Seriously, and I and I hadn't played since. Hey, we getting, t- getting too old <laughs> I, for I that, bro. I have not played since, man. When, when's the last time you played? You play anymore? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. Um, yeah, <laughs> basketball is not <laughs> um, anything that I'm doing right now, man. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you though. Uh, I've been going to Top Golf, and you, man, the swing, the golf swing is looking pretty good, dog. Uh. <laughs> you doing some, you doing some a little uh, less management Listen, on the body. I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah. to get my golf swing right, man, and get out here and play about nine holes. Probably not eighteen, but I'm gonna give you a good nine. Speaking of golf, man, that's my, uh, that's that's my second sport, man. Really, you know, love it, love it does it right, man. Love it does it right, man. I'm not. I, I do teach, man. I'm not in the classroom all day. I only have a, I only have a few classes, you know. Um, I'm in the classroom a little bit, you know. I'm on the, I'm on the sports side, you know, athletic side, way way more. 
and, it, and my second sport is golf. And I'm excited about that, man, because yes, I've, I've always wanted to pick up golf. And, and man, I got a golden opportunity um, to do that. And so golf coaches here, uh, I'm told, get all passes to, to most golf courses. We can go play golf for free, buy some friends, man. So, you know, I might be doing that in the spring. Trying to pick that up, you know. When I come to Lubbock, man, I can, I can show you how good my swing yeah. has been, man. I've been come working up here, on man. it. Hey, hey, Jay, Jay is leaving, you know, so we we got a guest bedroom for you. Well, yes, sir. So we good. Hey, that's all I needed to hear. Tell Tasha I'm on my way. We good. <laughs> hey, yeah. man. So take us back to that first game. Do you remember your first pregame speech? Oh man, um, I you know. The the very first game at Springtown, again, this was my first year as a head coach, and uh, it was against Bridgeport. And that was the year before Bridgeport had won the state championship. And <laughs> the year before they won the state championship, they, they graduated. Uh, they, they graduated a few pieces, but they still had their core guys coming back off that state championship team. And and they got us by by twenty five. And I don't remember I don't remember what I said. I just remember being. It felt like I was in a ring, <laughs> <laughs> and I was fighting five guys by myself. Like every time I looked up, we were turning the ball over, uh, fouling, fumbling, doing doing something out of character uh, that wasn't good, man. But you know, one thing I will say about that group is, and and this is the beautiful thing about coaching is you get to see kids grow. You get to see kids uh, go, in, go into a maturation stage, and, and you, you, you get to see kids become um, a potential of, of what they're going to be in life uh, because it's more about wins yeah, and losses. Absolutely. And I think, I think good coaches understand that. I think good coaches understand that. You want to win. You're not ever going to win every game. But, but what you really want to win is you want to win these kids' trust. Absolutely. You want to earn – uh, you want to earn their trust, and you want to win their lives, and you want them to graduate, leave your program, and you want them to be better because that because of you every single day. And that's that's real winning, you know. That that's that's coaching, and that that's you know really why I do what we do. Absolutely, man. I look at my little career, man, and I get guys to come to me that I've coached eleven years ago, dude. And like yeah. I mean little league sports, man, who are now graduating yeah. and getting married, man, and they're inviting me to yeah. their weddings and they're yeah. um that's, asking me yeah. to be in their weddings and stuff, man. Like yeah. that's that's what I live for. You know, I used to tell the right, coaches right. and and the little little league boys club area, man, like, dude, do not be the coach who ruin who ruins basketball or football or soccer or whatever for these yeah. young men and women. Get out there and show these young men and women that you care about them and show them that it's yeah. more to the, just that game. And, yep. man, yep. I am living proof, Absolutely. dude, that I get guys all the time, man, that call me up, hey, Coach Aaron, hey, I need this. Coach Aaron, I'm going for a job interview. What should I do? What should I wear? Right. I love it, man. Like, that's that's yeah. what we do it for, man. And now being in middle school and being around the high school, it's like, man, I'm, I'm seeing them grow up, and I'm, I'm looking at them now, and I'm like, yeah, that all the time that we put in, the the energy that we put in and everything, it's all worth it, man. It is all worth it, yeah. dude. So absolutely. 
Absolutely. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. So what I got out of that little bit, though, was uh, I guess your little pregame speech didn't work. It didn't work like you thought it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 it didn't work. It yeah, didn't work. It didn't hit home, huh? 25 points. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to let that one slide, brother. It, yeah, it no. didn't hit home like you wanted it to. No, I, don't remember, I don't remember what I said, but I occasionally, uh, obviously, it didn't work. Hey, man, do, listen, do you do this? I, I'm going to tell on myself, y'all. I'm going to tell on myself, all y'all coaches out there. Man, do you kind of sit in the mirror at home, man, and kind of go over your little pregame speeches before the games and stuff, or sit in the mirror, you know what I'm saying, kind of in the coach's office in the restroom and kind of go over your little pregame speech? You know, I, I don't. Um, I, I'm more of, you know, I, I am a thinker, so I, I try to um, put things – in order of making sure I want to cover everything, all the keys and the emphasis of the game. Um, I'm a writer, so I write everything down. So I like go off of my notes, so that way I don't miss anything. Um, so that's kind of how that's kind of how I do things. I go off of you know all my notes um, that I've put together, keys to the game, and then I, I go from there. Um, so I don't I don't miss anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I'm not. You know I, I shout out to Joe Cluley. Cluley, you know yes, at Estacado, love against Estacado. He can motivate like no other. Man, you know, and and so he doesn't need he doesn't need any notes or no card, uh, any prompts. He can he can just go and motivate. You'd be ready to go. Um, me me not so much. Uh, I guess that's something. <laughs> I guess that's something I need to work on. Yeah, but let me tell you about a, 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 a epic fail pregame speech I did. <laughs> And, man, I thought this pregame speech was going to be fire. I thought when I got yeah. out there, man, and I told these boys this, it was going to be was phenomenal, trying. dog. Listen, I, I didn't want to speak too much because it was a rivalry game. And I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to go out here and I'm just going to, you know what I'm saying, put out, put it out here. So I go in, I go to the locker room, and I'm telling all these guys, I'm like, yo, let me tell you something. If you need a pregame speech before this game right here, then don't step on the field. And I, I, yeah. I turned away, and I thought they were going to be like, yeah, let's go, man. Da, da, da. And it was just crickets. And I was like, uh, okay. They, that, they that were, didn't, they with you. Nah, I was like, that didn't hit home like I wanted to, man. I mean, in my head. Hey, did y'all win? Uh no, nah, we got um well we got beat. <laughs> but, <laughs> we got beat, man. But man, I felt like as a player, me myself, man, if a coach would have came in there on the rival game, man, and was just like, Man, if you need a pregame speech, if you need to be hyped up, if you need me to come yeah, in here and tell so, you how great you are wrong. and stuff, then something is wrong, dog. This yeah, this is yeah, for sure. This is East versus West. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's for get sure. out there and let's get it, man. And I and, yeah. and you know, I delivered it in my head how I thought I was gonna, and in my head always, it didn't always go that way, <sighs> brother. I mean, it was it was kind of crickets, man, and I I kind of had to freestyle a little bit more, and I started sweating, and, and man, it yeah, just didn't I, work out the way that's, it did. That's, that's normal, man. You can <laughs> you can have a plan, but you get you get in the middle of it, man. And you know, I'm not a preacher, but I hear the preacher say I was I was gonna preach this sermon, but the Lord told me to do something different. 
And man, it just it just don't work out the way we plan it sometimes. Man, so, let me tell you something. I wish the good normal. Lord I wish the good Lord would have told me not to do that. <laughs> I wish the good Lord would have told me not to do that one right there. That that nah, didn't don't, hit don't home that. like I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so tell me this, Mims. When do you start preparing for the next uh, coming season, man? When does your your season begin for you? In in the, in the off season, we work on we work on the individual. You know, when the season comes and we start we start working on our team um, and. Our games start in, in November, so October is is really when we start preparing our team to to play in November. You know, August and September is you know we're working on skill, we're working on shooting, we're working on a lot of the things in our offense that our guys need to be able to do to execute to make our offense go. You know, so when we get about a month out and we start playing um, in November, so the October uh, we start working on. Our, our concepts as a group, as a unit, you know, trying to form a team. Um, and then we're also having a lot of tryouts too early. And so we start being able to see, you know, who we want to keep, who we want to cut and start start putting our team together. <clears throat> so what are the things that you want other players and parents and coaches to say about you when you retire, man, and your coaching style? That I, I coached the game and I gave it all I got, you know, and that's, that's cliche, right? You know, you, you, you hear people say that, I gave it all I got. But I, I, I really mean that, you know, when my kids, my wife, when they go to sleep, you know, I'm up literally watching film, watching practice, you know, thinking about how I can make these guys better. You know, I, I've got a motto is that nobody will outwork me. You know, nobody will, will be more prepared than I am. Um, my, my team's, I want my team to be just as prepared as I am, and so you know when I when I when I'm done, you know I want I want people to say that I, I was relatable, you know I, I've changed with the times. I can relate to my players. Um, my motto is I'm fair, I'm I'm consistent, um, and I'm honest. I'm trustworthy. I tell my players all the time. I want to be the most honest person they know. I tell them that all the time. You know if they come and ask me something, I'm gonna tell them, hey. If you're asking me, be prepared for the truth because I want to be the most – I want to be brutally honest, man, because these, these kids these days, they need that. You know, people aren't telling them the truth. People are telling them how how good they are, you know, and they need to be they need to be told the truth in some situations. So, you know, I want to, I want to be the person that, that was prepared, that worked hard, had his teams ready to play, loved the game, coached with fire, passion, um, and, and, and just real – real real genuine person okay okay all right man so this is gonna be a new segment that we call a 24 second shot clock all right you ready Uh, i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you questions and then you're just gonna give me answers dude i'm gonna put 24 seconds on my clock you give me the answers, man, and you want you want one word or, or however what? you give it, man. You just get it through twenty four seconds. You got twenty four seconds to get it all out. Right. So however you get it out, just know right. I got about five to six questions to ask you, man. All right, you ready? Uh, all right, man. Yo, your favorite basketball movie? My favorite basketball movie, uh, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Your favorite pregame meal? Favorite pregame meal? Honestly, I don't eat before games. I'm too. I'm too. I'm too nervous. I'm too nervous. I don't eat at all. Okay, okay. I got a hard one for you, man. Skittles right. or M&M's? Oh, man, that's easy, man. Skittles. Ooh, that's what's <laughs> that's up. That's easy. All right, so if I opened up your phone right now and looked into your playlist, 
what song will be playing? Oh man, I'm I'm you know, I just started listening to that new Kanye, that that Christian rap that that he's on, man. So I got that album, I downloaded it and I'm really liking it. Okay. What song do you listen to to get you in that mode right before you go out there on the court? Man, you know, I'm a worshiper, man. Uh so I always listening I'm always listening to something subtle, um, some gospel, some praise and worship music, um, you know, something that kinda calms my nerves down. So anything in that era, that's what that's what I got on. Man, I appreciate you, man. Listen, leave our coaches and players with one thing, something that you do, something that you've learned during your coaching journey, man, to help you get to the next level. Yeah. So um, I, I always it, – it, it takes me a while to, to put together a practice plan, right? Um, and, and I'm very, I'm very detailed in, in the thought about what we do in practice. Um I used to see a drill and say, oh, I like that drill. We're going to do it tomorrow. But it would be a total waste of time. Um, and here's why. Because maybe that drill was a good drill, but it didn't fit what we do. Um, and so I, I've learned, and it sounds simple, you know, it sounds simple, but, but you know, we all learn as we go, trial and error. I only do drills that fits into the scheme of what I do. I'm not, I don't just do any ball screen drill. If it's not a ball screen drill that fits into our ball screen actions, I don't, I don't do it. You know, we run three motions. We run a four out, one in dribble drive motion. Uh, we run a five out motion and then we run a ball screen continuity motion. And, and what I have is I've got breakdown drills for every single motion that, that we run. Aaron and that's that's it like I don't and I tell my kids you know don't don't get bored with doing things over and over and over the devil is in the details um because everything that we do we do it we do it for a reason it's strategic it's very well planned out and I tell them that um and they and they and they when they see it it's, it's a beautiful thing um and so my my advice is to to you know any young coach or any anybody um whatever whatever you do in your practice and I also was taught this too the the first 15 minutes of your practice is, has got to set the tone and and that's got to be the first 15 minutes has got to be the message of what you want your kids um to accomplish that day you know long story short we I told you we played the first week and man and we didn't take any charges we weren't getting on the ball uh, we weren't getting on the floor for loose balls. So the first 15 minutes and that the next practice after that scrimmage, I mean, it's it old school, loose ball drills, bodies was hitting the floor, we're taking charges, we're hooping and we're hollering and we're yelling because that's how we want to play. And so the first 15 minutes of the practice, you know, I, I believe that's whatever you want them to know, whatever you want them to do, that's what you've got to attack because kids are kids, you know, and, and their attention span tends to leave but but the first 15 to 30, first 45 minutes of practice, that's when they're most focused. So that's that's the meat of where your practice has to be. And in the off season and in during the season, that's what I really focus on. The first 45 minutes, whatever I really want to hit, that's what I get. Everything else, you know, is just kind of icing on the cake. You know, you know. In my last words, I'll say this, man: coaching is a network, and coaching is a brotherhood. You know, and so I would I would encourage. You know, any any young coach, old coach, it doesn't matter. I Man, get out, network, go to coaching school, 
you know, go to go to clinics, man. Um, it's where you meet other coaches, and that's where you get better. You know, iron sharpens iron. That's what the Bible tells us. And uh, I, I would advise, you know, all coaches to to get out, grow your network, because you never know, you know, who you need later on down the line, man. Powerful words, Coach. Thank you. Listen, do me a favor and shout out your social media, shout out your team's uh, page, and just let the coaches know and players know where they can reach you at if they wanted to reach you. Yeah, so uh, our our basketball page is, is um, at Coro, C-O-R-O underscore basketball. Um, my personal Twitter handle is uh, at EJ Mims, E-J-A-Y-M-I-M-S. Um, you can also find me on uh, Instagram at Mims Ernest, my last name, M-I-M-S, first name, E-R-N-E-S-T. Uh, you can also find me on, on Facebook uh, at Ernest J. Mims, E-R-N-E-S-T-J dot Mims, M-I-M-S. I appreciate you, Coach Mims, and I appreciate everybody who listened to the podcast this week, man. I am signing off, and I'll see y'all next time.